When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm sad, and I'm scared, and I'm confused, and I'm far from home like Spider-Man, July 5th, 2019. <laughs> what the people... In what, theaters now. What doesn't... What the people don't hear won't hurt them. What doesn't get uploaded doesn't exist. Which is... It so, means it's all on me, which I'm always afraid. I'm afraid, okay? When you make jokes like that, I'm afraid that I'll forget, and then I'll put it up there, and then all of a sudden, everything we've built, our whole empire, our 2,000-person empire... Is crumbling to the ground. This is really is a house of cards that we're living in right now. Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick, and I'm a little upset because I said I was going to do the clap that starts the podcast, and then you did it. Well, I thought we were both going to clap at the same time. That's what we agreed on. <laughs> we need to put these things in writing before we actually do them. Okay. I, I'm excited about precisely three things right now. <laughs> and thing I can... one, thing one, I can't talk about on the podcast. Thing it's pretty two, exciting, guys. It's pretty exciting. Thing two is the fact that I get to go home soon, and when I go home, you know what that means? It means we're going to have to stock up on podcasts before I go to training, because the yeah. internet oh, of training yeah. is atrocious. Oh, so yeah. We, we're going we're gonna to be... Real close. Well, here's the thing about the summer. The summer is going to be freaking nuts because in June you have training and in July I have lead. So I'm gone for two weeks straight. Ooh. Yeah. The third thing I'm excited about. (laughs) What is it? Rebranding the podcast. Rebranding the podcast. Completely rebranding the podcast. Brand spanking new podcast that earlier I said we weren't going to announce on the show. Wait, hold on. Wait, what? (laughs) I said we were just going to do it and not tell anyone. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that was. There were so many. We were weaving a tapestry of jokes and also serious points about where we were going to go. Ethan, and I didn't know. No, 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 no. No, We were not weaving a tapestry. (laughs) You were confusing me. That's what was happening. (laughs) If by tapestry, if a tapestry, if you think a tapestry. Is something that, <laughs> that you wrap around you and then it just starts screaming at you. That's what you were doing. I wasn't yelling. You weren't yelling, but you were being very confusing and it hurt my feelings. I told okay. you not to talk about it. <laughs> we, this is a bad marriage that we're in. We're in a bad, unhealthy marriage. I'm sorry. Did I just announce something that we weren't supposed to announce? No, but I think I think what we're I think what you're going to talk about is important for us to talk to our fans about. See, folks, usually oh. we don't talk about the podcast on the podcast because you know right. we're not catching foxes. But yeah. today, today I was thinking, and apparently Ethan's been thinking the same thing for two years, but I've finally <laughs> caught up. Is that Catholic podcasts? Streets are ahead, good. baby. <laughs> Catholic podcasts are good, but. <laughs> I don't know exactly if I want to make exclusively Catholic content anymore. I don't want to be a Catholic podcaster anymore. I don't. I, don't, I, I mean, I do. I want to be a Catholic comma podcaster, obviously. Yeah. Because mm. I think I think that I think that people. Here's the thing. Before before you freak out, mom, we're not. <laughs> I'm still going to be Catholic. No, no, no. 
before you guys freak out. Della, I'm leaving the church and I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking your I'm son. I'm taking with your me. son. <laughs> I'm absconding to the Episcopalians. Oh my god. Follow me if you dare. Follow me have- if you dare. We're gonna Wait. God save the Queen or something. Um No, so like obviously I love talking about Catholic stuff on the podcast. Yes. I really do. But you know, when I when I was talking when I was in high school and talking to kids who wanted to start YouTube channels, I all gave I mm-hmm. gave them all the same advice. I was like, don't try to be Father Mike Schmitz because he's already doing it really well. Don't try to be Bishop Barron, he's already doing it really well. There are people who are more qualified than us to talk about Catholic things. So why are we only talking about Catholic things? Because mm. it's like, our I, brand. I think, I th- what? Because it's our brand. Because it's our brand. It's <laughs> and it's it's just it's just a matter of switching words from like Catholic podcasts to like podcasters who are Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, just the thing is like a niche is a good thing, and we have a really loyal audience. We really do. You guys are the absolutely the best. I just, like it's insane to me. This is Patrick. I was looking at our numbers recently. It's insane to me that we've actually grown this year. When both of us have arguably arguably taken the opposite of steps that a podcast should do to <laughs> to grow. You yeah. know what I mean? Like people are listening because they like us and not because of anything that we've done, which is insane. Like we were at three thousand ish listens a week at the beginning of the school year this year, and now we're at four thousands. Like we've grown a lot. Which I mean, that's not a lot, but it's significant. Yeah. So. I, anyway, we have the best audience in the world. Continue what you're saying. It's true. So I think, and I, I kind of agree with Ethan, that there's stuff that I'm interested in talking about that is not necessarily any kind of like Catholic-y, teachy thing. But mm. there are Catholic, but I do, but Ethan and I are both missionaries in a sense. I I'm, I don't have that title anymore. It's sad. But you're, you're a missionary disciple, Patrick, by nature of your baptism. <laughs> that's true that's square not a up. joke it's square true. up um, so we we want to talk about catholic things but like I, I don't know what i'm saying okay we we are still going to talk about evangelization so the the way the way that i've been presenting the podcast to people in general is mm. we are a catholic podcast that talks about faith prayer and evangelization those are pretty much the three topics that we cycle through. So I thought, why don't we be a little more intentional about those topics, but address faith to a broader audience, an audience that, because some of our audience members are not hardcore Catholics. They didn't go to Steubenville conferences. They have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about Focus or Steubenville or other things. Some people that listen to us aren't in that group. World Talking yeah. about prayer to people who want to grow in their faith and talking about evangelization to people who want to go out into the world and spread spread the good news, right? And so, because I think that there is an appeal of me and Ethan having conversations to people that aren't Catholic. There's obviously an appeal there, so why don't we talk to that audience? Because there's something, there's something good that we, can be done there. Because they need, you guys who are not Catholic and listening to this podcast, you deserve to know why we're Catholic. Like, you deserve to know That's why true. we think that if you look at the world that we live in through a Catholic lens, you are going to have a better life. Yes. Not because it's going to be awesome, but because you will have, like, a better way of living. Um, and then you who are, like, Catholic but don't know exactly the next steps to take, you should know the journey that Ethan and I have taken and gone into prayer and, like, realized why just knowing stuff about the faith isn't important. you got to pray. <laughs> and 
And then you all who do that already and want to know how to spread the faith more deserve to know how we've been learning how to do that ourselves. So that's what the crunch has always been about, but we're kind of just like chiseling at the the statue and making it a little more a little more buff. We are creating David, mm. but in podcast form. It is just David with fig leaves, of course, because you of know course. we're not we're not horrible. We are creating a, a beautiful are you statue. Applying? Okay. <laughs> Are you done digging? Are you that implying hole, that I'm not naked right now? You just created. <laughs> Are you implying that I don't podcast every week completely just as God completely created the dude. me? <laughs> I think the nude podcast. podcasting could be where we should draw the line. This is a podcast, not a but French beach. Your your internet's really bad. Also, just so my you internet's know. really bad. Yeah, which doesn't affect because we've updated our recording situation, so it doesn't bother me. It's true, but it it, it just means me well. It, I mean, it does bother me because it, it doesn't bother them. It just means that I can't hear you every word that you say, which I love because I only <laughs> listen to half of what you say on the podcast anyway. Oh my gosh, that review! But still no, I think me. this is I think this is good. I think we're on I think we're on a new level. I think we're on the next level. I think we're we're leveling up our podcasting, and I think it's going to take time. It's going to be weird, but I think we're going to get there. Yeah, I I keep thinking about YouTube, and the reason the reason why mm. I've been thinking about this recently is because I've been watching people on YouTube who are funny and not necessarily Catholic, but approaching the world and like comment commentating on it. I'm like, you guys are cool. I was like, maybe Ethan and I should start a commentary. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, I don't want to. We do already YouTube. have this platform. Yeah, we like we, I, why Patrick, why start a YouTube channel if we're already doing this? We can do this better, and it'll be better. Yeah. And the thing that scares me the most through all of this is like the fact that I have to dip my toes into the world again when I've like taken so much time and effort to just completely withdraw myself from social media. And now it's like, all right, it would actually now that I've had this and I've had this retreat in a lot of ways, it actually makes a lot of sense to go back in and start bringing the worldview that I've grown in back to like the rest of what's happening. You know, because yeah, if if we don't do that, we're just contributing. to... Then we're just hermits, and it's it, boring. But I don't like, want to be bored anymore. With Patrick. Any of the benefits, you know, we're hermits with none of the benefits. Like we're still on social media. We're still, you know, it's like we're still cramming our like. We're, why why not why not just do what social media can actually do? Because like social media creates, a, especially Twitter, creates a, a news feed of literally stuff that's tailored just for you by you, so you know exactly what you're gonna get. And you're not going to get anything you don't like. And so I realized, like, I stopped, unf- I unfollowed a bunch of people that I think are just normal Catholic accounts, right? Just not nor me, but, like, just I unfollowed, like I said, with logos. And then I, was, I looked at my follow list and I was like, oh, huh, I only follow people who think similar to me, which is actually kind of not good for you. So I should probably stop that. Because I started following like YouTubers that I like and baseball players and other people that might not share the same worldview as me. That makes me a more educated, wise as serpents and innocent as doves sort of person, right? I think, I think my approach to being as innocent as a dove was like, I'm just going to exclusively follow Catholic people, be as Catholic as possible, create a Catholic podcast, and try to be a Catholic speaker. Like That's how Catholic I am. <laughs> I don't want to be that Catholic anymore. I want to especially be because I'm, especially because I'm trying to evangelize to people who live in the world, and so I'm like right. we're not talking the same language. Exactly. 
And it's not like we need to relearn that language. It's just that, like, we're speaking a different dialect, if you will. Like, I can still relate to people and I can still have good conversations with people and talk about things in a way that was like, oh, yeah, I can see where he's coming from. But it's not the same as it was before. Like, I just we, there's not enough common understanding or shared ground, I think. Which comes, I think that that happens to a lot of people who are in ministries. Like, they get so plugged into their own thing that then it's like you, you meet somebody that doesn't fit, like, the mold of people that you're used to talking to. And then you're a complete fish out of water. And you're, you're like, oh, how do I navigate this conversation? What do I do? What do I say? And that's that's not how, how I'm trying to be. I want to be able to, to talk to anybody about anything. Um. Because that's, I mean, that's reality what St. Paul is. It's like, to the Jews, I'm a Jew. To the Greeks, I'm a Greek. Like, all that stuff. Um, mm. And we say that, and we're like, yeah, I'm going to be like that. Like, I want to be. But, like, in, in in the end of the day, do we really do that? Are we really intentional about that? Or do we just kind of say it as an excuse to, like, be really into Game of Thrones? So, <laughs> I don't know. We've put catching boxes on blast twice now. I will. I will blast anyone. On the, this is a this is now a blast blasting zone. Hold on one Since second. I just want okay. you should never have sound. You should never have audio on the podcast that isn't explained. Someone was just running down the hallway, singing, like do 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 singing, and I was like, I did just hear this. That. Is I heard it. I need I need I, I need it, to but you not it up. podcast. Well, you need to identify sounds. I need to not podcast in a college dorm anymore. I'm so excited to podcast yeah. from my office now. When do you get? When do you get your house back? My house? My house. I have a house. It just doesn't... I don't have internet in it. And so I come here to podcast. Oh. When is your office setup going to be done? My office is set up now. I just don't... Oh. I'm not in the office on Fridays. We could record in the middle of a work day, oh. and I can just podcast from my office. I see. But I'm not, I'm not going to drive up there fair. on a day that I don't work. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got this idea of like ways that we want to change and adapt but that's also something we just really uncovered like an hour ago so we're going to try and start today but whether or not that actually works is up to patrick so it's up to me well i mean you you were the one that said you knew what you wanted to talk about today so here i am oh completely (laughs) completely in your hands yeah okay so i've been listening to normal podcasts now Okay. That aren't just my friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I started yes, listening to the yes, Art of Manliness. Okay. I started listening to the Art of Manliness, and I like binge listened a ton. And there was there was one guy who was talking about passion. And the reason why I started off with this episode was because I actually thought Art of Manliness was a Christian podcast. Straight up, did it's not. Hmm. And so I was like, oh, he's going to talk about the passions, like Thomas Aquinas. No, and it was not. That's not at all what it was. No. Um, it was just two random dudes who wrote a book. And, like, one of them is a Zen Buddhist. Cool. And um, they were talking about – He was. it was like the, – the title of the podcast was Everything You Know About Passion is Wrong. And actually what was funny was what they were talking about is as wrong passion I already knew to be wrong. And they started talking about passion according to medieval philosophy. And I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about passion as, like, the, the passions are um, – originally passion is originally uh associated with suffering 
Mm-hmm. And so he said that he said that our our passions when when someone gets really passionate about something, their behavior is almost addictive, mm-hmm. right? Like yes, you you're like an Olympic swimmer swims for six days a week and like gets uneasy if they don't if they miss their workout, right? And so what's the difference between an addict and someone who's passionate about something? Um, and then they talk about like being uh process-based versus results-based so mm-hmm. a meth addict wants the result of a high and so every time or someone who's addicted to like the grind you know money right someone right. who someone yeah, who has yeah. a passion for getting money they're always obsessed with that result so they feel like if they're not hitting that mark they're not successful so if you if you don't have as strong of a high this time if you don't make a lot of money if you don't put out the best-selling book et cetera, et cetera. but someone who's focused on process-based passion as long as they've done certain things then they feel successful so like as long as a writer is writing every day they feel successful they feel like a writer so in this in this discussion they talk about some they talk about identity and it's something that i that when i i spoke on identity to my students a while back and this one girl was super interested in identity and I think now I realize that this is something, this is the way that we should present the gospel to people is through the lens of identity. And so I want to talk about it a little bit today. Okay. That's fair. So, I'm in. I yeah. like it. Right, I like right, what cool. I've heard do so want, far. Do you, want, do you want me to keep talking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, right, cool. I, I don't have a lot to add. Like you've set it up. And set I'm it like, up. All right, cool. You've, you've built it up and I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat eager to hear more. <laughs> I'm, I'm really ready. I've, I've pulled my chair up to Professor Nevy's entertainment zone and i'm ready to hear ready to watch some watch some quality entertainment so i learn i realize something that i do to myself a lot i call myself an inconsiderate person i say i'm an inconsiderate person and then someone like phoebe will say are you eating chips right now ethan no no (laughs) you can't eat chips in my classroom (laughs) well i'm hungry i didn't get lunch (laughs) I'm trying to sit away from the microphone. All right, fine. Eat your chips and cover the microphone. Okay, so can you hear me? I, can you hear me chew? No. I heard that. <laughs> I'm really. Trying I don't want to have to go through this. Sorry. I don't want to have to go through this and edit out the chewing. All right, fine. No, so, we don't have to. Continue. <laughs> so I do this thing all the time where I say I'm an inconsiderate person and then Phoebe will come along and say like, well, you're, you did this, you're a really considerate person. And I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm not like you have no idea. I'm really inconsiderate. Um, and I, I hear people and I, I realize that like, I hear people doing that a lot. They'll say, I'm a procrastinator. I procrastinate or I'm an unattractive person. I'm just not, I'm not pretty. Right. And then they believe that and they start identifying themselves as that. And so when contrary evidence comes into play, they say that just can't be true because I already know. It's like confirmation bias. You know what a confirmation bias is? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's when you you believe something. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it happens. You're like, oh man, I really believe it now. See? Now I really, yeah. Like, of course it was true. And you you deny all evidence to the contrary. And so. Mm -hmm. I think that this is the same thing that people do when they say, I'm not a spiritual person. Okay. Have you heard people okay. say that before? Yes, I have heard that. Okay. So when I say I am inconsiderate, all of a sudden my brain like shuts down every instance of me being considerate, right? And because, because I have this image of what it means to be considerate, 
And I'm like, that's not me. And so when someone who says, I'm not a spiritual person, of course you're a spiritual person. The fact that you have, the fact that you are a person and not a rock makes you spiritual because rocks don't have spirits. You have a spirit, right? So Mm -hmm. of course you are a spiritual person, but we have this image of what a spiritual person looks like. And we say, I'm not that person. Therefore, I'm not spiritual. And so Mm -hmm. I think what we need to start doing is shift our focus from don't turn verbs into nouns. Do you know what I mean when I say that? E- kind of. I The first word that came into my mind was adulting, which is turning a noun into a verb. Yeah, which don't I also do that don't either. like. <laughs> I just don't like that. That's just for, weird. <laughs> for lots of reasons. Because you want to keep your identity in being a child. Anyway. Do you, do you understand what I'm talking about? Like, do you do that too? Of saying that I am this thing and my brain shutting down? Yeah, like not necessarily your brain shutting down, but like that's just what happens when you say you are this thing. You then believe mm-hmm. I cannot be anything other oh, than yes. this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I say that. Well, I don't know because I've been trying to be more upfront with like my faults and my my flaws of saying I'm really my tendency is to be loud and to overpower conversations or like like it's funny things like oh I'm extroverted or I'm whatever like I'm funny I'm I can't be sensitive or those those sorts of things which are not true but i think there's things that i know about myself and then maybe i take them a bit too far i don't know if i have something specific that's like oh i'm i'm inconsiderate like like what you have but i I can think of other things that i say that about myself that i'm that i'm convinced of you know well that's, that's why that's why i'm saying like turning that's like turning a verb into a noun it's like you're not inconsiderate you just or i'm not inconsiderate i just do inconsiderate things sometimes ah uh, okay yeah. yeah 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 you know so like you're you're not you are not a loud like like having a tendency towards being loud that's just kind of a longer way of saying the same thing but like mm-hmm. saying like i am loud or i do loud things sometimes just like mm-hmm. changing changing the there way that we difference. view our actions yeah because yeah, like, actions don't really actually define us no. So like and we we no, they don't. we speak as if they do. I yes. I am, you know, a blank major or I'm an engineering major or I am this because I take engineering classes which is an action or I am a, a an athlete or I am a fraternity or sorority member or I am this is where I work with college students so this is what makes sense. Like this yeah. is my job. You know, I am a runner, cetera, I am a soccer player, I, I am, am a, yeah, mm-hmm, 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 but like, mm-hmm. what what what's interesting about if someone says I am a writer, and I've heard people say this before, like I am a writer. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? Because that can mean I'm anything. a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. Yeah, like what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So that means that I podcast, or at least I have in the past. It doesn't actually say anything about the consistency of my podcasting. But if like you say to me, I write. That, then I know that you are doing it currently with some kind of consistency. I don't know how often or how much you write, but I know that you write. But if you say I'm a writer, that could mean that you put out a book a while ago and like never did anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's and so need for people to be recognized. Like people feel like that they aren't enough, and so they have to say, oh, I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster, I'm an entrepreneur, I yeah. am a vlogger or I'm an influencer or whatever the thing is. <laughs> they, they, because they they have this image of what this thing is and they want right. to be it so bad. Yeah, but the thing is is that the people who are that thing don't view it as that being their thing. They just say, oh, this is something that I do. For the I most part. I run a small business. I write mm-hmm. books. I mm-hmm. 
have a podcast. I make a podcast, right? Like the, right. It, it's something that it, it's, it's different separate. because it's separate from the def- definition of self. It's, uh, yeah. it's something that's external rather than something that's internal. And I don't think it's bad to internalize those things of like, yeah, this really is a part of me, you know, because I can say that this podcast is a part of me and I don't think that's wrong to say the crunch is an extension of who I am, but it's, it's not like, it's not like I walk around every day and say, hi, my name is Ethan. I'm a podcaster because <laughs> I do this thing every week and I would never do that unless this became my full-time job, in which case I would say it every day very loudly you know no honestly i do make money doing this (laughs) Mm -hmm. no but it's like because i don't know it shifts what i was saying earlier about being process-based versus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um results versus results-based because if you say i write or i podcast or i pray that's process-based yeah. Right. That's like that's saying like I do this thing all the time and like I get joy out of this thing just because it is this thing. I don't like mm-hmm. I don't do podcasting so that I can get a ton of a ton of response. I don't write just so that I can make a best selling book. I don't pray just so I can be a super spiritual person. I do mm-hmm. it because it's good for me and I love it. Right. And versus the I am a writer. I am a runner. I'm a podcaster. I'm a Christian. Tout, mm-hmm. like that like your your identity right that that's that's placing your identity in the thing and saying okay i am this i made it you can never take this away from me and so right. it's it's placing it's placing it's more of a result than something that's in the present it's more of an abstract thing right mm-hmm. and that being said like saying you are a christian is not a bad thing it's a good thing but if you put more stock in that than like because I meet people who say they're Christian all the time and I don't know if they pray or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I, I can, that, that means something different than like someone who shows me or at least demonstrates they have some kind of spiritual life, which I think matters more yes. to me than saying I am a Christian. Now, of course I do think those things are hand in hand. I think that mm-hmm. if you pray to Jesus, you are a Christian. Right. <laughs> so now I'm, now I'm kind of confused at what your point is. Cause it's, you're saying, I want to see people demonstrate the actions to me so that I know they are what they say that they are. Or they, oh, they that, that's they not what I was saying. Do. Yeah, I can understand okay. why you thought that, but that's not what I was saying. Um, I'm just saying that it's more it's more important that it's more important to me, not that you mm-hmm. demonstrate it to me, but that you're doing mm-hmm. the thing as opposed yes. to okay. having yeah, yeah. The, the label. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, I, it's mm-hmm. well, I was ahead. about to say, we're just all about labels. Like social media makes everything about a label. Do you like what? What are you going to put in your bio? What is going to be the thing that you say today? Like, what's going to be the caption of this photo? Is am I labeling myself as someone that's cool and hip and can do these things and has accomplished something, um, or is because or is there a detachment from that need to be labeled and to be um, seen as? Because I think uh, deep down people want to be known on this on this deep level on a level that's typically reserved for like close friends, family and like spouses because people can say like people that are close to me be like, Oh yeah, Ethan, he loves um, to go and play basketball. He loves to eat cheeseburgers and like, that's a cool thing. But I think people are like, and it's good to be known in that way, but I think people are exporting their desires of that knowledge 
to social media and so they're posting it out and they're like trying to get everybody to know like oh yeah i'm the i'm the taco girl like i'm really big into tacos so as long as you guys know that <laughs> i'm into tacos then like we're cool because you know who doggos at that point right or dogs this or is a personality the office or it's not it's not a personality to like dogs in the office unfortunately but that's this is that's where that comes from is this desire to be yeah. known and so when we're not known by the people in our lives because we're trying to be known by the people online and we're failing at both, then we just end up filling it with more and more things. And you see people be like, oh, yeah, did you see he just started another blog or like he started another podcast or a project or he's he went, he's posting a bunch of pictures of him, you know, metalworking. I don't I don't know what people do. I haven't <laughs> been on Snapchat in forever, but I'd imagine that like it's full of people trying to prove that like, hey, I do something. I have something that I, I do, do. So, yeah. and I need you. I need you to know that I do this because I have no other way to distinguish myself. I have no other way of feeling known, which is so sad, but it's so real, and it happens to almost everybody. Yeah, and it's like super dangerous too. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, what if you? What if one? Like, what if if it's so volatile? It's like putting. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly how to say this, but like. People, uh, people tend to do this. People have always done this. People have always sought social validation in place of our deep human need to be known. I think there's like, there's some, there's something in us that makes us want to be known by people intimately, and you really yes. can't have that with more than a couple of people. Yeah. Again, like close friends, family, and spouses. Right. It's like that. That's who knows you. Mm-hmm. But those people also happen to be the people that hurt us the most. Yeah. So there's a lot of risk, and like. What if I made There's the no wrong risk choice? in being being the taco girl online. There's that's, no it's zero risk. That's the thing. That's that's what it is, right? Is you talk about risk, that's where we that's where all of this comes down to is we're in such a risk minimization society like socially. Like nobody wants to be the person that goes out and says something controversial. Nobody wants to go against the grain. Nobody wants to come up with a new idea. Everybody wants to trail on the things that have already, that are already cool and ride those waves. So, yeah, and even even if they are saying controversial things, they're saying it. They're to saying be it in controversial a, to people that which agree is with cool. them. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it, so because it's 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 less it's less mm-hmm. risk, but there's higher. There's always mm-hmm. more people that can mm-hmm. come to me and tell me that I'm good, tell me that I'm valued. But mm-hmm. again, it's dangerous because we can't all be that guy who everyone watches, follows, and listens to. So most of us are going to fail and feel like garbage because we're trying to get validated and people aren't validating us. That's why people get so so like hurt when you don't follow them back on Twitter or when you don't like their photo on Instagram, which I, mm-hmm. I've heard people actually get mad because someone didn't like their photo on Instagram, but they liked theirs. And I'm like, I don't pay attention to who likes my photos. That's just not something that I should do. Or like if someone mm-hmm. doesn't comment on on your facebook wall happy birthday and then if someone does and then you don't respond guys my birthday was a month ago i know that you guys all said happy birthday but i had no time to like go through and say thanks to I every think, single one of those posts i think i wished you a happy birthday i don't really remember i i don't i anyway. i think you did in person <laughs> i was not in person or um, over the podcast hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I'm I'm torn because, like, I don't know. I think I felt this for a long time. I think this was my driving force for my junior and senior year of college. Yeah. Uh, not, not so much now because I, I can't place my, my identity or my validation in how people respond to me by nature of my work because I get rejected all the time. And sometimes it's a, the long, slow, painful rejection of being with people and working with them and trying to get them to lead a better life by showing them your life and then they're with you and they're grinding and then all of a sudden they completely do a 180 and it seems like they've just abandoned everything that you've said and you're like, what What did I just do for three months? You know, <laughs> what, what just happened? And uh, it's really easy for, and still something I struggle with, it's like really easy for me to take that personally and say, oh man, this means that they don't, they don't like me, they don't care about me, they don't want to be around me, they don't think I'm a good missionary they don't think i'm good at anything that i'm doing but that can't be the attitude the attitude has to be hey i'm gonna i'm gonna try i'm gonna do what i know is correct i'm gonna do what i know is true and i'm gonna live that and i'm gonna talk about it and i'm gonna do the things that i care about and the things that i love and then if that if that doesn't work out oh well like if it doesn't work out in the eyes of the world right because in the eyes of the world success is having thousands and thousands of people follow me and hanging on my every word um, which is not not what is occurring. So, because the actual I the actual know. joy is in the process. Mm-hmm. The actual it, joy it is really in the journey. Is. I mm-hmm. think that I think that most of the honest creators out there will say that. I not most actually. I think that some of the best creators will say that they enjoy making whatever they make. Right. Like I think I honestly enjoy making this podcast, and if people weren't listening to it i'd probably stop just because like i mean why about a podcast no one's listening to it but like i would still talk to you you know and uh, the the, the podcast is a little different i'd still have these conversations with people which is what i enjoy doing Mm -hmm. um yeah i I do enjoy i do love this podcast i think the people that make youtube videos enjoy we love we love making this podcast and it's not about like our numbers could have been stagnant they could have gone down but that wouldn't bother us because we love doing this and yeah, that's all that matters. So I think, yeah, identity is a really tricky thing when there's relativism at play, when there's not really like a solid standard of success. Um, because how, how, how relativism, how so? Well, like I, I think it's, there's a big mindset, especially in like the entrepreneurship, social media influencer world of, Success is whatever you want it to be. As long as you make money and do it the way that you want to do it, then you're you're successful. Follow your passion. Follow your passion. Exactly. Find your passion. The 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 episode the podcast I was listening to compared that phrase like find your passion to find your soulmate. Mm. It's like there's one thing out there that's for you. Yeah, 
And it's one thing, and don't mm-hmm. mess this up because this is the one thing you were born to do, and that's just not how it. That's, that's just not, not how true. it works. It's just, mm-hmm. and like, and even even if we did have soulmates, right? Like, I I don't necessarily believe in soulmates, but like, I do love Phoebe, right? Mm-hmm. We still fight. It's still tough. And if if we a lot of times when when people say find your passion, they find something they love to do and they stop doing it, or they they find something they love to do and they stop doing it because they hit some they hit a hard snag and they're not getting the results they want and so they mm. pull back and this is what this is what i mean it's like the the passion saying like i i i love mm. i love being a youth minister right if i put my identity in that like if if i define my identity by my results at my job i am going to be so depressed all the time yeah all the time mm-hmm. because like i'm not going to not every kid is going to show up to every every event and if I take it personally every time, I'm just going to not be a good youth minister. And similarly to any other job, if you don't accounting, whatever accounts, mm. accountants do. <laughs> I think I think our definition of love gets a bit whacked out sometimes. Like, it's really easy for us to just trot out the old, you know, love is to will the good of the other. It's like, that sounds nice, but... It's a really good phrase. But we... It is a great phrase, but when we talk about love in terms of uh, complex relationships and our love for things that we do, our love for processes, like we can't look at um, a process of like making a podcast or, or whatever, if that's going to be our example. Like I say that I love the podcast, but it's like if love is to will the good of the other, then it's like do I will the good of making the podcast? Like I don't, I don't really understand how that works <laughs> out. But l- love – Love definitively is it, it requires like sacrifice, self giving. Um mm-hmm. it's it's the it's this it's this art and this play of I have this thing and so I'm gonna make it a I'm gonna prioritize it, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna put it higher on my list and sacrifice other things so that I can um do this yeah do this thing and it seems really weird to like describe it because it's it's really easy for us to say like oh this is what it means to love a person but when you talk about a thing that we do it's like how what does that actually mean because we don't really get a good definition a good definition of what it means like love a task maybe Um, maybe it means to just like for and when it comes to tasks and and mm -hmm. objects and events and stuff it's just Mm -hmm. to will the good as like a as like a whole because Mm -hmm. i wouldn't do the podcast if i didn't think it was good mm-hmm. like i didn't mm-hmm. think that it was doing something good and i wouldn't have my job if i didn't think it was doing something good and right. i think that that's like what it, and who alone is good but god yeah i think that's that's how <laughs> this this unfortunately all goes back to that focus tweet we were talking about earlier <laughs> yeah right and i think i'm gonna make that the intro so people know what i'm talking about but their sure. focus tweet was like what if instead of putting your identity in other people you put it in christ and it's like that's very snappy like, that's very good is. i've said that yeah, that's very true. But when I hear put your identity, because like, so this can kind of sum up everything we've been saying. Don't put your identity in your job or your hobbies or your social media following or your friends. Put your identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. What on earth does that mean? And how you how do you do that? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> well, I mean, I know. I mean, I know I have an idea, but I'd have to figure it out by talking through it. Um, that's man. It's really good that you're on a podcast right now. <laughs> I know. Because you say, this is something that I, I struggle with every day of like, yeah, I'm going to unite like my my whole self with the person of Christ. And it's like, what is that? What? Like, huh? How? Who? 
Because you say that to somebody, you'd be like, yeah, you just be like, oh yeah, what's a relationship with God like? Oh, so it's just completely uniting yourself with Him. It's like, oh, thanks. Now I get it. Like, just no, it. you just gotta click it. You just gotta <laughs> click, click save. You just gotta click email. www.god.com forward slash about me forward slash contact email jesus at god.com subject line hey was wondering if we could unite sometime text hey jesus i know that you're a busy guy but i was wondering maybe if we could unite sometime thanks ethan reply from jesus at god.com subject line uniting question mark body text saying hey was wondering if we could unite let's meet up nine o'clock tomorrow that's not how it works i wish it was that easy but it's not. You, I wish we could just go to the website God.com and, and so email the so fast. What? That was so impre- that was impressive. Thanks. That was really that was a really long drawn out goof. <laughs> Thanks. But I this is I'm 100% coming from a place of seriousness though because identity is is who I am and I only know me. I know I have this body, I have this personality, I have this voice and the, the my thoughts and the way that I, they come about and then it's it's uh, you give me this is the crazy thing patrick is that you give me these four books that are about this this god man that lived 2000 years ago and it's like okay now make everything about yourself like this guy but also keep all of the parts that make you you because he created you that way and then you're like what and so <laughs> i mean it is easy to say our identity should be in christ but that's that's so much easier said than done because I don't, I, I talked around it for 20 minutes, but I still don't even know what it means. You know? What, if only, if we have, we have examples of people who have made their identity in Christ, right? Yeah. We have the saints. Boom. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think like, like the Blessed Mother is awesome, but like, it's, it's a, it's better to look at like the saints or something like this because the saints sinned and moved yeah. on and yeah. then converted. So yeah. na- name a, name a saint. Just JP two, okay. John Paul II. I don't actually know if John Paul II ever sinned. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So um, John Paul II, Augustine, Augustine. Cool. Everything about his former life was gone after he converted. Okay. Slowly. Yes. This is my question, though. I was literally just thinking about this today. You know how in this is exactly along the same lines. I promise it's not a tangent. You know how in the Gospels, Peter, at the end mm-hmm. of John, is like, Jesus yeah. is talking to him, and he's like, tend my sheep, feed my sheep, all this stuff. And Peter's like, I think I can do that, but I just denied you when you were getting crucified. And Peter's, you can you can see it through the words that like Peter's just like sweating. You know, Jesus is talking to him. like, <laughs> You're going to be the guy that leads my boys. And Peter's like, I think that should be better suited to John over there. Peter's like, no, you follow me. I want you to do this. Um, and then Simon, so we have you that. And, yes, Lord, feed my boys. <laughs> feed my boys. Um, <laughs> fill up that trough for my fellows. Um, <laughs> so we have the end, the end of John with this this little interaction, and then the Acts of the Apostles begins, and Peter's just walking through town, snapping his fingers. People are being healed in his shadows. He's like, hey, I'm going to make a definitive doctrinal statement over here. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to oppose the, the the ruling Pharisees and Roman soldiers, and uh, we're going to make plays. And it's it, he seems like... They're going to flog complete. us, and I'm going to be happy about it? Yeah. It seems like, upon reading the Acts of the Apostles, that it's a completely different Peter than the one that was at yeah. the end of John. 
And so you say like, oh, yeah, for guys like Augustine, you know, he had this old life and then he completely changed and he's he lives he lives new. He has a new life. He's he's born again into Christ. Awesome. Love that. Super cool. But for me, Ethan, I don't see that because I always sin. And I never feel like I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to be Peter, like walking down the street, like Saturday night fever, snapping my fingers, you know, and people are just getting healed left and right. So I got it. I got something. Okay. Tell me quick. So Jesus always existed. Correct. Correct. So maybe about losing your identity in Christ. There's something about that. That's like become who you always were supposed to be. Okay. Right, like you existed in God's mind from mm-hmm. the beginning. Like oh, you, yeah. you were, you're I not was, accidental. I was front and you, center. You were front and center. We all were. <laughs> well, but I was more than. But you I were mean. more front and center than me. No, I get the it. other right. day. The other day, I was walking through a bar and I just looked around. And I said, "Huh, I have an immortal soul. I'm better than all of you." And then I walked. <laughs> it was a goof. Brianna laughed at it, but she said that wasn't funny. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> a bar, not on my Christian podcast. Uh, no. Hey, I go to the. Hey. Bar. It was Kilkenny's. It was an Irish pub. Irish pub. An Irish pub. Anyway, continue. God has a front and center. God God has his front and center in, in his mind forever. Do you, I know he knew that, like, he knows everything that's going to happen, so, like, he knew mm-hmm. he would sin, but do you think in God's, like, eternal mind he planned for us to sin, like, willingly? I don't think... I, cause like, actively willing, not permissively. I think actively willing sin would be against God's nature. Yeah, I agree. So that checks out with the theology degree that I paid for. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think that like be, losing your identity in Christ is about becoming mm-hmm. who you were in the mind of Christ before before the sin. creation, before before sin, before the creation of the world. Right. So like, mm. it's funny because for us, it's losing who we once were and becoming a new creation. But for God, it's becoming who we were always supposed to be and becoming mm-hmm. like more effective selves just like yeah and the crazy part i look i look go ahead oh i look back on who i was when i was a kid like when i was Mm -hmm. in middle school not Mm -hmm. just because i was in middle school but also because like i was in sin right i was like hanging out with people who weren't bringing me bringing me to god you know and my brothers talk about how who i was back then and it was like you we were scared of you like you were angry all the time and you would like say swear words when mom and dad left and like <laughs> we were scared of you and like Patrick and I know only when I was really I was really good at only swearing when my parents went around but one time a teacher heard me swear and didn't say anything until two weeks later and she was like I know what you say when you're not in class and it was like I had been called the frick out I was like man I was saying some bad things saying bad words but irregardless um, <laughs> but now like my brothers and I are like really close with best friends and it's not just because we grew up and we like got over all of that because people grow up and still hate their siblings, you know, it's because mm-hmm. we overlook each other's flaws and all of the, like I, I drowned Sean's Game Boy. It happened. I took it on a camping trip. We were canoeing. I had it in the backpack, the canoe capsized, bada bing, bada boom, Sean's out of Game Boy. No, Sean. 
Sean brings he brings it up all the time. It's so I would funny. too if I were Sean. That's <laughs> he still Patrick. has the Game Boy. He still has it on his bookshelf, and he looks at it every morning when he walks down. He goes, "Freaking Patrick!" Yeah, because you did that. I did that because <laughs> my Game Boy didn't have a charge, and I wanted to play. I think it was Emerald at that point. I don't know. Mm. Um, good freaking game. So that's that's kind of my that's kind of my point. Is like it makes mm-hmm. us. God just makes us better people. And I think so okay. so that's I guess that's what losing our identity in Christ means. How you do that, I think you pray. Yeah. That's just I mean read like the, the the there's a reason why we read a gospel during every mass and like don't read always from the epistles of Paul or always from Genesis or always from the Old Testament or New Testament, but we always read a gospel. It's because we actually need to know who Christ is so we can learn to be more like him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, and like be introduced to who he is because if we continue to do that, if we ask him who he is and who we are every day, like Mm -hmm. St. Francis used to, he used to sit by his bed in front of a crucifix every night and look at it and say, who are you, Lord, and who am I? If we do that every day and we wait for God's answer, we will become who we were supposed to be in the beginning of time. Yeah, which is great. The best version of yourself. Yeah, the best version of yourself. I think... Hmm. Yeah, I think there's lots of road bumps, speed blocks, uh, Jersey turnpikes, Jersey turnpikes, and toll booths. <laughs> there's lots of toll booths on the road, um, and I don't always have exact change, if you know what I mean. I don't always like, have an easy pass. I, I, I love what you said about the Lord wanting us to be the who He created us to be every day. And at no point, um, regardless of how far away we are, regardless of of what we've done, what we've placed our identity in, what we've thought was correct and true, we can always get up the next day and become that person. Like there's no lost, there's no there's no loss with the Lord. Like we can, yeah, we can sin for for twenty years in persistent sin. We come to know the Lord when we're fifty, sixty, seventy years old. The remainder of the life that we have, we can still become the fullness of the person that the Lord called us to be. Like the our, our previous, like he through everything that Jesus did, like we're promised that at any time we turn to him, we can become the great saints. You know, so I don't know. Like in I think heaven, our forgiven sin. In heaven, we will rejoice over our forgiven sin. Oh yeah. That's like we will rejoice mm-hmm. over who we were mm-hmm. and how it was forgiven by God yes. and how that ended up being our glory. Like that's actually yeah. – that's something that Bonaventure writes about in, in his book on heaven. He talks about like how we'll, mm-hmm. we'll rejoice over the sins that we, that we overcame. We'll rejoice over mm-hmm. the sins that we were never tempted with and we'll rejoice mm-hmm. over the sins that we struggled with and persisted against till the end. Yeah. Like every kind of sin that we struggle with we'll rejoice over because, hey, who cares? We made it. Because it's the Lord. Dang. So, yeah. So it's it's like, yeah, put your identity in that if you're going to put it in anything. Because where else are you going to find? And smoke put it. that in your identity and smoke it. Put that in your identity and shake it all up. Um, slime in the coconut reference. Yeah, I got, uh, I got. <laughs> Okay, just making sure you knew. The the identity thing really boils down to is, is are you going to play the long game or not? Are you going to play the short game of 
yeah, you can have clout. You can have whatever you want. You can have money, women, men, friends, um, coworkers, people who respect you, people who look up to you, people who follow you. You can have those things. All that crap goes away when you die. So, like, our when we are doing the things that we're doing, when we're doing the things that we love, when we're podcasting, when we're taking pictures, when we're making videos, when we're giving talks, leading, whatever it is that we're doing, are we thinking long-term? Like, long, long-term, like eternity long-term. Or are we thinking short-term? I think for most people, they're just thinking, what can I get now? What can I have now? My identity is how I can how I can maximize the time that I have now. And I also want to maximize the time that I have now, but for the time that I'm going to have later, too. Yeah. Like, after death. I mean, so. we only get 80 years to choose how we spend eternity. Pretty much. Max. So... We need to stop worrying about how things go and just start doing the things that we love and that we are made to do. I think so to love to love a person is to will the good of another, but to love in general is to just will the good and who is good but God alone. And so like willing what God wants in the present moment is love. Yes. Because literally nothing is better for you, for your loved ones or for the world as a whole than what God wants you to be doing right now. Like if you're driving to work, that's what he wants you to do. Hopefully. <laughs> Dang. Yesterday I was... I mean, we yesterday t- Phoebe asked me a question. Sorry, this is important. It's not. But yesterday Phoebe okay. asked me a question and I took a while to respond to it. And she goes, yes, yeah, see, Patrick, this is the kind of stuff you cut out of the podcast. Referring to the fact that I never cut long pauses out of the podcast. And I was so mad. She got me. She did. And she you're, eating, really you're eating chips again. I'm not eating chips. I was moving the bag. <laughs> I'm not eating chips. Okay. Oh, let me man. tell you this. Let me tell you this. What? We started out strong in the secular yeah. world, and we just floated into Jesus land, which I don't think is bad. No, not at all. But do you think Gus and Eddie would like it? <laughs> yeah okay well good i like it because i think i think that's i think that's the point of us because i i do i do think there is something that is missing from um the from secular entertainment and that's or or secular like podcasting it's like because people are very worried about taking a stand on things because taking a stand on things is very divisive and it makes people upset with you and especially when it comes to politics. And people think politics and religion are in the same kind of bucket of things that you shouldn't talk about because it'll upset people. But politics is definitely that. It will upset people and it doesn't matter in the long run. But religion is something that can make you happy. Like not actually not like not like yay, I'm so excited I have so much money happy, but like legitimately spiritually to the bottom of your soul happy and so we should talk about that um and i don't think we should be afraid to make a stand i think we can have the biggest podcast because we won't be afraid to take a stand because that's what i'm all about pat results (laughs) baby results i'm here to get that paper i'm here to get paid i don't tell no lies wait what's that from it's from that oh yeah 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 yeah. sad vision sad vision (laughs) Because you smell, you smell bad. I need you out of my house. 
because you smell like cheese. <laughs> take you out back and I'll break your knees. Honestly, I was I've been thinking about just getting a green screen and just going nuts. Because be it's so, so funny. funny. You and Gibby would have similar styles, I feel like. It's true. Now because like I I'm so glad I was a fat kid. Okay. I am I am I, I am still a fat kid, but I am I am so glad that I was a fat kid because like like in the like in the movie Central Intelligence starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart came out a couple years ago. It was awesome. Um Michael, what's his name? Oh my gosh, I don't know his name. But the guy who plays Michael on Arrested Development plays a character that says, Once a fat kid, always a fat kid. And I was like, Yes, that's true. And that's a good thing. Because I will always remember what it's like to be chubby and have to work for it. I had to work for the laughs, like Josh Nichols. You know why Drake Bell was funny? Because he was attractive. But Josh Nichols had to work for it. His name is his name is his name is Josh uh, Josh Bell, not Josh Nichols. Josh Bell had to work for it. And now Josh Bell works out. Now he stopped eating a bunch of cake. And now he's funny and attractive. And that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be funny and attractive. <laughs> One of these days, I'll be pretty. You'll see. You'll all see. Jason Bateman. <laughs> You're right, Jason Bateman. That's, that's who it is. His, that's his name. Uh, I, I am ready. I'm ready for this podcast to be over. I'm also ready for the the rebranding that is taking place. I'm ready for... The content to be continued to be pushed out on Patreon. We uploaded a forty-minute bonus podcast about truly last week was our end game, and this is our phase four. This is phase four. We're in phase four of the podcast. It's happening. (laughs) We're in season. Luke and Gomer were talking about the podcast being in albums. They're on album three. We're on album four, baby. We push past them. Let's go. Yeah, we're like we're like iOS ten. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, we're no sorry. We're like we're like uh, we're like Microsoft. Oh, what did they do? They did OS ten. That's the Windows Windows ten, baby. Windows ten. We skipped right over nine, and you know why? Unlucky number. (laughs) It's unlucky. I don't know. Because it represents divinity. That's why they skipped over it. Patrick, I think I think we've got potential. I think there's a lot going on here. I think we can really do it. But what I also think is that you should support us on patreon.com forward slash the crunch. I think you should. Check us out on Twitter since I'm going to have to be active on that website again. Twitter.com at Propostle. After all those weeks of talking about how we're swearing off Twitter for the rest of our lives, at we're Catholic back. Pat. Oh, I'm not going to get it on my phone. I'm still going to do it oh, on me my either, computer. Yeah. But thank you all for listening. <laughs> Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week. Hey guys, the crunch, the crunch boys are coming out of hiding. We are out of cloister. We have been, we have been in the monastery for eight years and they've finally kicked us out because we made too many fart jokes when we were supposed to be silent. And now we're, (laughs) we're like, we're like, we're like Christian Bale in those movies about that guy who puts him on a bat costume. And he comes, he comes back to Gotham after, after, after pumping iron in China. That's where we were. And now we're back in America, and we're pumping iron in America. See, you used to be the guy that went on unintelligible rants, but now it's me. Now it's me.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.